Welcome to the Community Revival Podcast, brought to you by 13 Ways. We help communities thrive. If you're here, then you care as much about communities as we do, and you're looking for ways to make your neighborhood better, stronger, and more prepared for the future. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Community Revival Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Doug Griffiths, and today's guest is pretty exceptional. Now, I asked this person to be our guest on this show because we have seen so many communities through the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, around North America, expending a lot of energy and time and finding creative ways to attract new people, to attract new professionals, to attract diversity, to attract families, anything they could do. And we've argued many times uh, with the clients we work with, but on this podcast uh, before, that economic development strategies in isolation that don't account for people, account for quality of life, account for community building, fall down. The world worked differently back in the 80s. And yes, maybe the lowest taxes and the least number of regulations was a great way to attract businesses now, but that only worked when we used to move um, to where the jobs were. But the world shifted. Now the jobs move to where people want to live. So it's incumbent upon communities to find creative ways to attract new people and to build a quality community where people want to live. And so this guest, I mean, is to me the culmination of so many stories I've heard from communities all around North America that are finding innovative, creative ways to attract new people. And so my guest is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. His name is Justin Harlan. And I'm, as usual, I'm going to ask Justin to give a, an introduction of himself and give a little bit of background. Justin, thank you for joining us on this podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, Doug. That was quite the intro. Appreciate it. Yeah, my, <laughs> my name is Justin Harlan. I'm the managing director at Tulsa Remote. A um, little bit about me. I was born in Tulsa, grew up in Kansas City. And then came back to Tulsa for school. So I've been here for about 17 years now, which is really, I've had a front row seat at watching the city grow. Um, a lot of placemaking investment that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and it's just an honor to, to lead Tulsa Remote. Most of my experience uh, in leadership thus far in my career has been in education. So started with Teach for America. And then um, most recently led our reading partners region here in Tulsa, where Volunteers helped le- uh, young readers learn how to read across the city. So some awesome experiences and really proud and, and, and humbled to be leading Tulsa Remote right now. Well, I, I, I was a junior high teacher, a middle school teacher. So you and I, we've got some of that, awesome. that in common. And, and uh, we also have other stuff in common. You, you went away from Tulsa. What, what took you away and what brought you back? Yeah, so my dad, uh, his job was moved to Kansas City, and so grew up there and, you know, didn't really have much say in the matter. (laughs) And then, you know, when I was looking at colleges, both my parents were graduates of the University of Tulsa, and Tulsa was um, just far enough away from Kansas City, which is about a four-hour drive, that my mom couldn't come see me every weekend, (laughs) but it was close enough where I could drive home and do laundry and all of that. But I, I honestly wanted something a little bit different. Most of the people I went to high school with went to University of Kansas or Kansas State or Missouri, somewhere pretty close by. And I just wanted to kind of do something a little bit different. And the University of Tulsa was an awesome place that had, I, I really at that time wanted to be on the uh, management side of the arts, primarily music. Um, and it had a degree that was that kind of fit those needs. And so it just made a lot of sense and it felt right when I was on campus. And it, it's been cool to now be here um, and I'd say probably a better answer is what keeps me around, which is 
the way in which Tulsa has grown, um, obviously met somebody who I'm now married to, and that's a big reason I stay as well. Um, but just just an amazing city that I've had a front row seat at watching kind of grow up, I suppose, over the last couple of decades. Right. And you've helped it grow. So so when because it's the the George Kaiser Family Foundation you're associated with now, right? That's right. Yeah. Tulsa Remote is an LLC underneath the George Kaiser Family Foundation umbrella. Okay, so how? Tell me about when you made. You know, how did this come about? The 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 foundation and your move into this role, and then we'll talk more about what it is you do and what we've seen transition. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm really an entrepreneurial addict. I um, my wife and I own some fitness studios. I've helped start a charter school here in town. Um, just always kind of attracted to the early stages of an organization, not like the initial idea. You know, I'm not really in the phase of like let's sit down and whiteboard and think about what's the next big thing that's going to make big money. But I love the next step, which is like, all right, we've got this awesome idea. How do we help it come to life? How do we get systems and structures that support the people that are bringing this awesome idea to life? Um, And that's really my cup of tea. And Tulsa Remote was right there, right? Something that was created before the pandemic that has grown like crazy um, and really needs a strong structure, supports that, that, you know, support the members that are moving to the city and really a team of people that needed to be built to keep up with the demand that we were seeing both in application and memberships phases. And then now that we're having members turn into quote unquote alumni that are done with their one year commitment, you know, so there's a lot of entrepreneurial aspects of the role that I'm doing, but I also love the phase of life that this organization's in and, and really just find great joy in doing it every day. Okay. So tell me about the Tulsa remote concept that, that really, really got its hooks into you and said, yeah, I want to see this grow and help it develop. But what's the concept? Yeah, so I mean, Tulsa Remote is a really unique, especially at the time, a, a very unique recruitment initiative that aimed to attract individuals to Tulsa. Um, you know, we're really looking for a diverse, vibrant set of folks that is going to add life and add that um, and vibrancy to the city. We do that by offering $10,000 cash um, and then access to a co working space where remote workers from all across the country can work together in a co working space. And even beyond the money or beyond where folks are working from nine to five, um, we offer community. Every week we have some sort of event that's bringing people together. We're really intentional in terms of how we integrate folks into the community. We see our role as helping somebody get connected in ways that do not require Tulsa Remote for them to love life in Tulsa. And so we really get to know them at a personal level, match them up with organizations across the city, and ultimately, the goal is that they stay beyond that one-year commitment that they make. Oh, there's so so much to unpack here because, I, like, there are so many so many communities that are talking about bringing people to the community, but keeping them there, making them want to stay there after you you draw them, is a matter of being really welcoming and breaking down some of those barriers and helping them connect. But let's let's start with the the first offering. So ten ten thousand dollars is that is that just a, a check? How how do you how do you deal with that? Yes. Um, if you buy a house in Tulsa, you get all of that money up front, $10,000 once you show us the deed of your home. Um, if you don't buy a house, you get a chunk up front to help with moving costs and all of, all of everything it takes to move across the country. Then you get um, monthly increments of $500 and then the, the remainder of the balance in your last month. Um, and so we've seen about 400 people buy homes and kind of take advantage of that home, home ownership initiative, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, all the money's up front. You're obviously taxed on that money like a 1099 employee, um, yeah. but all the money's cash and you're getting it 
um, either $3,000 or the full $10,000 right when you get here. Well, that, okay, okay. So the, that's driven uh, because not everyone's prepared to buy a house, but it's driven home sure. sales with 400 new homes. It's increased rental. Do you help people figure out where they want to locate? Are you, I mean, cause co-working space, I found it was really intriguing as another incentive because no one wants to necessarily show up and be in an apartment all alone. And it's that connection that's going to help. So do you help them locate in certain neighborhoods where co-working space is located? Like what, how does that work? Yeah, so the, the co-working space is one space that's in downtown Tulsa. It's called 36 Degrees North. They have multiple locations across the city, but our partnership is with them. In terms of housing, yes, absolutely. We have a full-time staff person on our team that does support people as they're coming in. We also leverage a, a platform called Urban Bound, which helps somebody kind of backwards plan their move across the country and says, if you're moving on May 1st, you probably ought to start digging into homes on February 1st or whatever that might look like. Um, and yeah, there's a number of supports that we provide and we also give people access to a Slack community that has all 1400 of our members in that community where they can then ask, you know, different questions about housing or rental. And there's an entire channel that's dedicated to housing. So yeah, we, we really, um, our biggest thing is we want to break down barriers that make it difficult for somebody to move. Right. Sometimes that's financial and we're trying to, uh, you know, attack that with that cash gift. Um, but then there's all other things like, what does it mean to actually pick up and move across the country? Hopefully we can ease the burden by providing resources that support there. And then I think too, you're leaving behind a community, often a family and friends, and we want to help to, you know, kind of mitigate that as well by providing easy and, and tangible ways for folks to connect after they arrive. Right. So what was, how did this start? Like, did you advertise in the newspaper across the country and say, Hey, fill out your application. And did you get very many applications when you started? How did, because I'm so curious. No, I mean, part of the, the the reason for this podcast is to help people talk through this. And this is the hardest part. The concept is brilliant. The concept <laughs> is beautiful. Where where did you start? How did you how did you market this? So there are a number of programs across Tulsa that were really uh, focused on bringing talented people to the city. Um, and what we saw was oftentimes those folks did not consider um, Tulsa before moving here. Maybe all it took was a short term commitment to get them here. Right. But then we saw a really high percentage of the people that came actually stayed. And so there was kind of this, I, the idea was if we could maybe just pay people to move here and $10,000 at the end of the day is, um, you know, enough to maybe put somebody over the edge, but the folks that we're bringing, it's not necessarily going to be a life changer for them in terms of that financial, uh, that financial amount uh, might, might be enough to make you consider the offer and, and take it seriously. What we're betting on is that when people come and they see Tulsa, they see everything Tulsa has to offer, that they're going to stick around. And ultimately, that's how the idea was born, was, a, was that bet. And of course, that was before the pandemic, right? So remote <laughs> right. work was a very, it was a much smaller thing at that time than it is today. And what we did in that first year in 2018, um, we just had a, a quick uh, opportunity for folks to apply. We saw 10,000 applications almost overnight. Um, 10,000 applications. Yes. And that was all really through earned media. You know, the headline of of a city's going to pay you $10,000 to move there. That was enough to get attention. It was enough for folks to click the website. And so then the real work began of sifting through those applications, finding the right people. And we welcomed our first group of folks of about 60 in 2019. Sorry, you got the first group of 60 people out of 10,000 applications are there particular search criteria you went through? Certain 
things you were looking for? Uh, like that's a lot of work to go through to narrow it down to 60 people. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't here at that time, but I heard it was a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, this isn't just a, Hey, if you have a remote job, you're coming to Tulsa. We are very selective. In fact, our numbers show that we're even more selective than Harvard. You know, we, we often say that, but yeah, we're looking for a, a real, a really special type of person that has a, you know, obviously the economic impact of the salary that they're bringing with them. Um, and the type of job that they have, how is that going to contribute to the future of the city? All of that is important, but also just somebody who has a track record of giving back to the community that they're in, you know, have they volunteered at the food, at the food bank, or have they sat down in a school and read with a child? You know, those are the types of things that we want to see as, as somebody's making the move to Tulsa and even something that shows them that us that they've done some research in terms of how they're going to take that experience and then apply it to make Tulsa a better place as well. And then really we're looking too for people that are going to put roots here that are going to set, you know, set up in Tulsa for the long term. Don't necessarily see this as a one year and done type of adventure, but more so they're really seeing Tulsa as a place that they could contribute to in the long term. So, so that you, you definitely didn't take the people that were looking for the $10,000. You, you were looking for people who said, Hey, that, that got my attention. You want me that bad. And I'm looking for a community. So yeah, I'm, I'm in that's yeah. Yeah. That, that first 60, that was like a, sorry, was that a weekend invitational? Like come and check it out for a weekend. Yeah. So it actually, back in, back in those days, the olden days per se, uh, the pre-pandemic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everybody would come and every week we would host people in Tulsa, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, everybody would, if you had, if you wanted to be accepted to Tulsa remote, you had to visit. And you actually did interviews in person. Now our structure is much different um, where we actually reimburse uh, $500 for somebody to come and visit if they're a finalist. So you can kind of do that at your own pace. We make recommendations, um, but you, you can kind of explore the city on your own. And then every two weeks for one night, we host a trolley tour and a dinner. And that's an opportunity just to kind of get to know staff members and, and also other people that are considering the move. And then we also have virtual options in the, you know, in the midst of COVID-19, we've got virtual tours of the city where it's a real human being that's kind of taking you through a virtual tour of the city. Um, so a number of different options, whether you want to do it at your own pace, come and see us and tag along for a day or do things virtually. Um, and none of that is required. You can, you can totally move here to Tulsa without doing any of those things too. Right. But you have that option. And, right. and then, you know, once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. Right. Once you make some yeah. of those connections, it's hard to to think that this is just, you know, I, I don't know, I'm moving to a town. I don't know. Now you've seen it. Now you've got some connections and it makes it very real. I, I, right. I particularly like the um, the strategy that you guys have. Um, the, the the phrase used a very special type of person. So you're looking for someone specifically that is going to help Tulsa become better, help Tulsa to grow. We say to a lot of communities, you know, when when they're working on economic development, well, we just need, you know, a hundred people, hundred families to move here, and and four new businesses. And we always ask them, so who's the first one? And they can't answer. They, mm. There's this pause, and it's like, what do you mean? But if you can't describe the first person or the first family you're trying to attract, how are you ever going to get to 100? You have to know who you're trying to go get and then go get them instead of essentially, like many communities still do today, sit in the town office with a brochure hoping someone shows up and says, ooh, my car broke down, but Tulsa looks like a nice place. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you're not going for that, right? You want to go get them, right. and bring them to you. So, And then yeah. especially um, 
that that person that's going to volunteer in the community when we when we talk to a lot of communities i always ask um they say oh, our young people are leaving and i say why are they leaving and they talk about all the things that they can get farther down the road and i talk to the young people and they're like yeah it's a better community down there there's more to do and i'm like who do you think built that and they, they yep. say well some people i said are you going to contribute well i don't know well, if you're going to contribute, why not contribute here where you are? Like those community volunteers, that aspect is so important. So I love the fact you're, you said you're going after a special type of person, you know, who you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been, it, it, it's something that we've continued to refine, but there's definitely a method to the madness, right? We're not just looking for anybody with a remote job. It's really, you know, we want to see a good track record and, you know, and then also, somebody who is who we believe is going to plug into the community because like you said that community bringing in 10 people who are going to reinvigorate or really add that vibrancy to a community even if that community is the Tulsa remote community makes a big difference in the long term right where now whoever comes after them remembers Doug or remembers John or remembers Sally um, and and bringing in that right person makes our jobs easier because they're the folks who are eager to connect or eager to take people to lunch or making events organically on their own. And I think ultimately leads to that Tulsa remote experience, just being more fruitful for the folks that come after them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very interested in the economic impact on Tulsa of, of this sort of program, but what, let's start with the, the community impact. I mean, when mm -hmm. those folks are getting there, what, I mean, their volunteer mindset, you're going after a particular type of person, what kind of, how is that translating into the community? Are you seeing any, um, you know, increase in volunteerism, new organizations sprouting up, new social events, new businesses? Yeah, I mean, we're just kind of getting into, I, th I think, was it, what is a really exciting phase where we're going to start to see a lot of that come to life. I mean, you think about it, 60 people in that first year, mm -hmm. um, you know, in 2020, we had uh, nearly 400. And then in 2021, we brought 937 people. So, there, there are a, the vast majority of the people that we've brought in, which is about 1400 people, um, are still within their year commitment, right? And so now, as that year commitment becomes uh, complete, I think now we really start to see the economic impact, businesses opening up, et cetera, the, the things that you're describing. Um, there was an economic impact study done last summer um, that you can find at eig.org. Um, and just a, a full report. You can get the 70-page document or the two-page document. It's some really great snippets in there. But what it showed by surveying our members, um, in 2021, Tulsa Remote added $62 million to the GDP. Um, for every dollar that we spent on the incentive to bring people to Tulsa, there was a near $14 return uh, to the city. Um, and it added approximately, or it projects that Tulsa Remote at this current growth rate will add approximately $500 million in, in new local earnings. So, I mean, you think about the economic side of that, and obviously when you're creating jobs, bringing people in, the average person is bringing almost one person with them. Um, you're around 35 in terms of age, $100,000 salary. There is going to be a great ripple effect there in terms of the economy. The other interesting thing is that a, a third, over a third of the members that were surveyed said that they were interested in some sort of entrepreneurial um, you know, I guess, exploration in the future. Like they're open to that idea of opening a business. And we have seen a few people do that. Um, and I just think that we're really just getting started here. And I think that's what gives me so much uh, vigor and excitement is that 
all these amazing people that are kind of in their year now, really kind of discovering like, who do I want to be? How do I want to contribute to the city? Yeah. I think as we look back in the next five years, we're going to see so many stories of maybe it started with Tulsa Remote, but it really became much bigger. And now it's a, really a citywide impact that these folks are having. This is remarkable because you're, you're, uh, you said the average age was 35 or so right mm -hmm. now, the people you brought in. They, they have very much the same mindset as you. I mean, your description at the beginning was, I have a job. We own businesses. We're entrepreneurial. We're a lot of... So these folks are going to come with their remote job and their professional experience and their entrepreneurialism and create uh, more new businesses to create more jobs. That's incredible. $500 million new local earnings. Wow. That, 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 that there's just about every mid-sized city in North America in the world would love to have that kind of economic impact from something like this. Yeah. And I mean, you think about, so like you open up the paper or you go online and read the paper, however you read the paper, or let's get your news. I mean, a, a, a business that brings a hundred jobs to the city is almost going to be front page news every time. 200 right. jobs, absolutely. 300 jobs, that's going to be big news, right? And not only that, but our state incentivizes that for companies, right? You're bringing companies in that are going to create those jobs, which because you know the economic impact of that is so great. 1,400 jobs is what Tulsa Remote has done in just a short amount of time. And, and, and really, we haven't seen demand dip at all. Um, we haven't seen application numbers drop, even in the midst of more programs like ours being created across the country. And um, we're still seeing that um, you know, upward trend and really uh, believe that we can continue to grow. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what, with the, the, the 1400 people that you guys are attracting, I, I still think this is one of my favorite arguments that the 1400 people you're attracting, if one of the moves, the whole thing doesn't collapse. But if you have an industry show up that creates 300 jobs, if they move, that's 300 jobs gone. It's very much putting your eggs all in one basket. But what you're doing is creating 1400 little but growing baskets that's right yeah that's, that's exactly it. right and, and not to mention and that's just the economic side and then you've got all the amazing stories about ways that they're plugging into the community too and you know it's mm -hmm. both and and i think that um both are equally as powerful and will make a a, a lasting ripple effect on the city yeah it's well i i want to chat about that for a second because you said a 14 dollar return um, for every dollar spent. Now, this is for the city. This is in their tax base, a $14 return? Yeah, it, it, the technical word is new labor income, new local labor income for every $1 spent toward relocating a remote worker. So it, with that $10,000, we saw nearly $14 return on that new local labor income. That's remarkable. I mean, now you're growing your tax base too, which is allows the That's municipality right. to to create new services and new quality of life and rebuild the reinvest in the infrastructure, which many of us need to do because I mean, a lot of it was built last in the sixties and the fifties. So, you know, sure. some of the underground stuff now, now hold, just how much is the city partnering with you on this? Cause I, I want to go back again, that this is the George Kaiser family foundation that sort of started this, right? I mean, one of the things that makes your right. program unique <clears throat> is that this is a, a private this comes from mostly private funding, correct? Yeah, that's right. And, and um, the foundation will always be our primary funder. The state of Oklahoma actually just released some legislation over the last six months that incentivizes remote worker quality jobs coming to the state. And so what we'll see is that uh, there's a lot of fine print, but the quickest and easiest way to describe it is that if we continue with our current average salary of the person that we're bringing in, 
if those people stay for three years, we could actually get a full reimbursement of that $10,000 from the state of Oklahoma. And essentially what they're doing is reimbursing Tulsa Remote for the employer tax dollars that are coming to this state up to that $10,000. So yeah, we will have another source of revenue too over the next um, year that'll come to life. And that I think will allow us to continue to pour resources into supporting members and bringing, you know, continuing to bring the right supports to the program itself. Right. So, and then the return you get, you'll reinvest back into, to continue to grow the program. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the, you know, the thing, the more that, as you think about our staff, you know, we've got four people who try to meet with 1400 people in a one-on-one basis (laughs) and provide that boutique, you know, customer service level um, mentality that really tries to understand who you are and what your passions are and how I can get you connected elsewhere. Obviously, as our membership grows, those four people are going to, you know, are, are not going to have the capacity. They don't have it now. And then yeah. there's also going to be this entirely different experience that people are going to need, different supports that people are going to need when they're done with their one year. And so how do we kind of build a team of folks that's maybe meeting people at that moment in time? Do you reconsider buying a home? Do you maybe need some professional development support at this time? Would you consider a job locally here in Tulsa? Could we help to maybe get more of the employees from your company to move to Tulsa? You know, just different questions that we can ask at that point that maybe don't make as much sense in month one when you just picked up your family and moved across the country. That's brilliant. Yeah, most communities miss that. They're always trying to attract new people and new industries. And I always ask them if they've done an appropriate assessment of the people in their community to see where their links are. You know, people from different cultures working for different companies because it's a it's a a competitive advantage. If you've got four employees out of 500 from one company, you can ask, well, what do we have to do to get four more of those employees to come here if there's already four of you? And, you know, it's a natural competitive advantage. So that's that's brilliant. Again. Are there are there limits to the capacity that you guys do? Do you anticipate that you, you know you'll get you'll hit a thousand people every year that you bring in, and that's no more? Because eventually you're going to have stresses on your housing, on your uh, on your on the infrastructure that you have currently. Is there a? Do you think you'll reach a cap? You know, we we don't have like a, a natural cap in terms of what what we can do um, in terms of money being spent or the number of staff members we can hire. We, our goal for 2022 is 1,100 members, and we also really are going to work hard to retain the group of people that we have now that are finishing up their year. We, the right. economic impact group study that I just mentioned showed that 90% of people that have finished their year have stayed beyond their year. We want to continue to see good trends like that. We can't have this be a revolving door of one year no. and then done. Right. Um, so yeah, and then it, you know, ultimately, this is helping the brand of Tulsa, right? And, and ultimately, that really matters to us where... There would it would be awesome to have a day in the future where we don't have to pay people to move to Tulsa. We would love that, right? But there's a lot of work that has to be done. Um, And if right now what is required for somebody to give Tulsa a chance is paying them ten thousand dollars and creating a community that that they can plug into, we're willing to do that, and we're willing to do it for anybody that fits our criteria. And there's really no maximum number of folks in a given year that we feel like we could bring in. If if you're community oriented, have that remote job that's outside of Oklahoma and really have that intention of sticking around and getting plugged in. Um, we'd love to have you here. You're, you're literally going to have, I mean, with a 90% retention rate, you're literally going to have thousands of brand ambassadors out saying, Hey, I took a chance and this is an amazing community. The housing's great. The co-working space is great. The recreation is great. The neighborhoods are great. You're going to have thousands of brand ambassadors who chose to stay there after, uh, 
you, you, you're, I mean, the, the biggest challenge with marketing is trying to sort through the noise, but with those thousands of people, I mean, they're going to be talking to their friends and neighbors. They're, you're going to have direct marketing to thousands upon thousands of people. We just started a referral campaign right before the holidays, strategically knowing that they were going to be home with fan, friends and family. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're speaking my language, Doug. Oh. Yeah. So we did a referral campaign and that is alive and well right now, actually coming down to the last couple of weeks of that. And then one of our goals in 2022, we really haven't paid all that much money for marketing yet because there's been such a, a natural headline grabber in that $10,000. Now, as there's more replication of that concept, it's becoming more difficult to grab those headlines, right? So now more of the headlines you'll see are like, how is it going? Is Tulsa remote working? Or maybe a feature on a member or two. Um, and those are really cool and fun and I think add a lot of life. But we are really working this year to get more direct targeted marketing to the people that we know do qualify. Remote workers working outside of the state that have that love and passion. And we're, and we're you know identifying key geographies across the country that we also see a huge uptick in applications from on a regular basis. So, yeah, we're looking forward to kind of seeing that marketing aspect of our role uh, or our organization evolve as well. How how has the brand of Tulsa changed, um, you know, and, and the marketing you're heading toward? What's the story of Tulsa going to be um, a few years from now or what, what's it changing to now? Yeah, I mean, just just a couple of weeks ago, there was an article that came out from I think it was The New York Times that was top places that you have to vacation in the world, in 2022, in the entire world. I think they only listed 10 places. Tulsa was one of them. I mean, I, I saw that, that word, I saw that, yeah. that was impressive. And that's like unsolicited, you know? And, yeah. and th I think the word is getting out. I mean, there's an incredible park here called the Gathering Place that was the pr uh, largest privately funded public park um, in the country. That is just, an, I mean, when you see it, it's, it's so hard to describe, but when you see it and you're there, it's, you just ask yourself, how is this free? It's right on the river. The art scene is alive and well and growing. There's new restaurants that seem to pop up every month. Um, and I think young people are figuring out that this is a well-kept secret. And the beauty of it is you don't have to pay Los Angeles, San Francisco, Bay Area, Austin, New York prices to get this type of life enjoyment. And I think that people are really starting to realize, especially in the midst of this remote work um, shift, that... The, the power is with the employee to make decisions. And you said earlier that there's only going to be jobs where people want to live. And that's so true. So we know that we have to make place-making place decisions, um, have really great attractions, have really awesome restaurants and dining while continuing to keep that cost of living down and affordable. And with that, I think that employees are going to make decisions and wake up to the fact you don't have to risk life satisfaction in order to, or you don't have to risk all of your money in order to get that life satisfaction. There's plenty of yeah. places you can do it. And I think Tulsa is a great example of that. Tulsa is a great, I like, I can't wait to get there. I am, it's going to, it's on my list now. After I saw the article in the times and it was in the top 10, I thought, <laughs> man, I could do this interview with Justin and I got to get on a plane and get my butt down there. Cause it's, I mean, we, we've seen, um, like you said, people moving out of Los Angeles and New York, they're moving to places like Lancaster, Pennsylvania and, and Des Moines, but even Des Moines now, I mean, it's becoming a little more expensive to live in. It's, it's improved its quality of life, but it's important. Now they're, they're looking at Des Moines and saying, now maybe it's Spokane, maybe it's Tulsa. And then mm -hmm. with young professionals and, and being able to live on a live street. I mean, w one of the things we've emphasized many times that a lot of, a lot of people who are looking for places like Tulsa don't want to be, they don't want to move to Tulsa and be out in the suburbs. 
or they have to drive and commute because they want to be where the action is. They want yoga studios and brew pubs and quality restaurants with diverse food and, and cultural events on the main street, you know, down on below their window. And that's, that's, I know what you guys are working on, which is, it makes it no doubt in my mind why, uh, why Tulsa's brand is shifting so, so much to being, you know, what a modern community needs to be. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think so too. And the, something that's really important to name here as people are listening about Tulsa is Tulsa Remote is really just a very small part of a larger ecosystem. You know, you mentioned earlier identifying the jobs that matter most to your community. And that's going to be different for every unique community, just like, you know, Northwest Arkansas offers a bike with their $10,000 or um, Topeka offers free Jimmy, free year of Jimmy John sandwiches because that's where their headquarters is. You know, right. putting that unique spin that's unique to your community, I think is really important. But it's also important to know the jobs that you think you're going to need. There's a program here in Tulsa called Tulsa Innovation Labs um, that has done that research and has kind of projected what jobs will Tulsa need? What are we uniquely positioned to address here in Tulsa? And how do we attract those jobs to the city so that we're setting ourselves up for the future? Um, and there's a number of other programs within the GKFF ecosystem and in collaboration with the city of Tulsa and the chamber that are really working together strategically and thinking long term. Um, and asking those questions, um, what are we doing today that's going to make a difference 20 years from now? Not just being reactive to the moment, but really thinking about it in a long-term strategic way. Yeah, well, attracting the the, the groups that you're attracting um, and their desire to stay. You're, this is not a, a, a year to economic strategy. This is an intergenerational long-term solution for building Tulsa. Right. I That's mean, right. And the impact, um, even even if you guys quit working um, in 10 years, you're going to have a, a 20, 30 a multiple generation impact with the people who stay and continue to attract more because that that brand really does continue to help attract people. So, yep. So yep. Totally. Brilliant, brilliant work. I, uh, is there anything else that we didn't cover? I didn't get to ask you that, that um, you want to talk about. I mean, our. Our folks out there who are listening are always interested in these ideas and it's never enough times, but I want to make sure we make, we cover everything. Yeah, I think you hit the big points. I mean, I, I would encourage folks to check out our websites, TulsaRemote.com. Um, a lot of awesome resources there. You can learn more about the types of folks we're bringing in and see some testimonials and stories about our members. Um, and if you Google Tulsa Remote, you're sure to find lots of different articles in, in various shapes and sizes. So there's plenty of information out there. I really appreciate the time, Doug, and the opportunity to speak to the program. Uh, really love the work you all are doing too, just around communities. And that really is what's so important and unique about Tulsa Remote is that community building. Um, it's it's much bigger than the money, and people come here um, to connect, to 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 get plugged in, in in meaningful ways. And we're seeing that come to life in some really great ways. Uh, well, I really appreciate the work you guys are doing too. I, I, I know our paths are going to cross again. Either I'm going to get down to Tulsa or we're going to get you up here in April for a, a community leaders camp that we're putting on so people can hear this story because I, regardless of the size of the community, whether it's a, you know, 5,000, 550,000 or 500,000, I think that every community, like you'd said earlier, can find what makes it unique and find a way to grow um, by making the community better and celebrating it, changing that brand and story. And I always have communities say, well, if everybody does that, we'll get lost. And I don't know. I don't think everybody's going to do it. So don't let that stop you, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So I, I know our paths are going to cross again. This this has been absolutely amazing. Justin, thank you for sharing this story. And thank you for being um, such a community builder um, and sharing this story. There's a lot of people who are going to to look for more. Is it okay if they 
reach out to you? I know you yeah, mentioned absolutely. the website, but um, is it okay if they reach yeah, out? Yeah, my, my email is on our website. It's just justin at tulsaremote.com. Happy to answer any questions and, and folks are absolutely welcome to reach out. We love talking with other organizations or other cities that are considering work like this too, because we believe that um, you know by replication, uh, it's just going to become a more common practice, I think, for folks to consider this. And then, you know, through that process of discovering multiple cities that are making unique offers, we think that, you know, that's just going to open up um, more opportunity for us to shine and, and for folks to consider the move. So absolutely happy to collaborate and tell you what's gone well and what hasn't on our end and um, would welcome any emails. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast. This has been amazing. Justin has been a fantastic guest. If you need more information, he mentioned the website and how to get a hold of him. And please feel free to. And in the meantime, if you are interested in hearing more stories, don't forget to check out the rest of our podcasts and like, share and subscribe. We believe community building is the single most important job on earth. And if you need a hand, drop us a note. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well get vaccinated, wear a mask. Let's get through this and get back to community building. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thanks for joining in on the Community Revival Podcast. To keep up to date on all our podcasts, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and follow us for more great content at 13 Ways. That's 13WAYS.ca. Remember, no matter what the challenge, what the issue, or where you are starting from, when it comes to making your community more successful, there's always a way.